This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So I forgot to mention something earlier uh, because, well, I don't have a legitimate excuse. I just plain forgot, even though it was right in front of me. And this goes back to the the Pete Buttigieg transportation secretary thing with the mileage tax that they're proposing. So Fox News, this is um this is on the Discord server, by the way, that we posted this. Well, Alex posted this on the Discord server. Pelosi's husband bets up to one million dollars Tesla will flourish during a Biden administration. CNBC reported Biden plans to replace government fleet with electric vehicles. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no insider trading happening there. Not at all. What are you talking about? No insider trading. It's uh, it's not insider trading. It's knowledge that you have through the normal process of everything and then be able to go back out there and... And, uh... <laughs> just make money off of it oh good lord it's just uh it's one of those things man all right (laughs) Uh, hey uh just uh as an aside here too Kristen cinema is still continuing to be a thorn in the side of crazy leftists she's the democratic arizona senator who really extremist leftists thought was going to be one of their own and Kirsten Cinema, she got to the Senate and she immediately <laughs> pivoted into being a sane person. And I still don't agree with her on the vast majority of things, but she is, she's going to get primaried. I, I have no doubt she is going to get primaried. The, the far left hates her guts. Uh, but she has now said that she will not support eliminating the filibuster and she is not open to changing her mind. So, this supposed liberal Democrat from Arizona, Kirsten Sinema, um, is, she's the one, she's the blonde, uh, she's an attractive lady, but she was known for wearing those thigh-high boots with a miniskirt when she went to the Senate, and a bunch of people were like, what are you doing? Uh, she did that, and I think she's kind of throttled her fashion sense uh, since then, but... She has been a thorn in the side of Democrats in the Senate for some time now, and at least on the more extreme stuff. So uh, she is not open to eliminating the filibuster because you got the Democrats out there say, hey, you know what? It's time to get rid of the filibuster. We're back in power again. Right. We played this song and dance before. And every time they, they get rid of the filibuster and Republicans get back in, they demand that the filibuster be put back on. So. Uh, the idea here is to get a simple majority to get things through and also convict with the uh, sham impeachment trial. But again, we'll we'll see what ends up ends up happening there. We're gonna get to. I'm probably gonna do this at five o'clock. We'll get to the uh, the sham impeachment thing. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that and the weirdness that is kind of surrounding how this thing is unfolding, in spite of the fact that obviously uh, President Trump didn't do anything remotely illegal in any sense of the word. So it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, we also have a couple of other things out there 
that um, are interesting when it comes to COVID. I'm not going to do a big COVID thing. I, I did a big COVID thing in the three o'clock hour yesterday. I don't want to do a giant COVID thing today. Um, I, I know that it's, you know, it's important. You got to keep people updated on stuff. And the things that we had yesterday were obviously left over from last week and then through the weekend. And there's some big stuff in there that we had to get in some heavy things with, with COVID. I don't want to deal with that uh, again today, nor do we really need to. And in fact, we've got some positive stuff to talk about today when it comes to COVID. So let's, where did the, hold on a second. Where's the guy getting stuck in the, uh, in the arm here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There it is. Okay, let's start with Pfizer. Yesterday we told you that Moderna is not having a lot of allergic reactions. Pfizer's having far more allergic reactions per million people than, than, um, than Moderna is. But both of them, it's still extremely rare, right? It, Pfizer, I think it's 11 out of a million people get an allergic reaction, a serious allergic reaction. With Moderna, it's two uh, per million people. Now, again, it, it's I'm not telling you that to scare you into the vaccine is dangerous and you're going to have an allergic reaction to it. I'm only telling you that because there are people who have serious allergies who, given the choice between which vaccine you're going to get, you may want to go towards Moderna. And you have to talk with your doctor about this, but Moderna might be the safer option if you have serious allergies. And no, I'm not sitting here telling you that you all need to get a vaccine. If you don't want to get a vaccine, I support your your choice in not getting one. I, I think you got perfectly, most of you, perfectly legitimate reasons why you are a little skeptical of getting a, a new vaccine. All right, fair enough. We don't have any longevity with it. I understand that. I myself am not worried about it. I, I, I would like to get my antibody test first uh, to make sure that I actually need one because I don't, I don't need to get a vaccine if I've already had it. So the Pfizer vaccine, they're claiming runaway success in Israel. So here's what's happening in Israel. They have a 0.015% infection rate now. Israel has seen a 60% drop in hospitalizations for people age 60 and over in the three weeks after receiving the first shot of the Pfizer vaccine. That's impressive. That's pretty impressive. You have to admit it. You do. Now, I understand there's going to be a lot of you out there that go, well, you know, again, we're misdiagnosing and all that stuff. Have they changed any of that information? The answer to that is I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't know. I'm just giving you the surface data that's been given here. All right. So you all understand kind of what's going on. Uh, let's see. An Israeli healthcare provider has shown that only 0.015% uh, of people were infected with the coronavirus in the week after receiving their second shot. Uh, I don't know how many people in the U.S. have got their second shot. I, I haven't pulled up the COVID uh, vaccine dashboard. So Israel's uh, healthcare services, one of the uh, large, whatever. So uh, as of Monday, 128,600 people who received the second shot a week ago, only 20 contracted the coronavirus, correlating with the 95% efficacy demonstrated in Pfizer's own clinical trials. So again, it's not 100%. You get the vaccine, it's not 100%. You can still get the virus, but you have only about a 5% chance of getting the virus if you get your two shots. Friendly reminder, because this seems to have been forgotten with the way that everything was kind of covered here. After you get the first shot, you have some boosted immunity, but you're not immune. It doesn't kick in until the second shot, okay? So you have to understand that. So again, just something to throw it out there for, for those of you who are trying to track the vaccine. In Israel, 
uh, they have had a 60% drop in hospitalizations with people 60 and over since they got their second shot of the vaccine. Now, here's where other things are coming in. I got a couple of them, actually. Pretty interesting stuff. So researchers in Irvine, California, UC Irvine scientists are developing a vaccine to attack all strains of coronavirus. Uh, this was reported, I guess, was this last week? It was. It was last week. I just I had it and missed it or just ran into it. So that's last week. Uh, along with the vaccine, scientists say that they have identified a potential breakthrough that, if it works, would solve many of the problems related to distributing the medicine to patients across the world. A UCI professor on the project, uh, Professor Labakar Ben-Mohamed, is a UCI School of Medicine professor of immunology, and he's the founder of the Laboratory of Cellular and Molecular Immunology at the University of California, Irvine. He says that his team is developing what they envision will be a vaccine that could work on all strains of the SARS-CoV-2 family. The new UCI vaccine would be a backup to the vaccines currently being utilized. He anticipates that it will be approved shortly. This is in addition to the Johnson & Johnson single-shot vaccine, which they think will be approved here shortly. The difference in the UCI vaccine is that it is not only focused on, on spike protein to provide an immune response like Pfizer's and Moderna's. According to his research, there are two dozen other proteins that can, be, can, that can prompt an immune response. Okay, So basically what this doctor is saying is Pfizer and Moderna, uh, they are focused on the spike protein in, in the virus. But there are other proteins, two dozen of them, that we can, you know, attack with a vaccine, if you will, that will also um, be able to trigger an immune response to the virus. All right. That's that's interesting stuff. Right now we are doing clinical trials. Uh, the scientists will then generate multiple vaccines, pick the one that is most effective for the coronavirus. Our vaccine is designed to protect from common cold coronavirus. Aha. Hold on a second. Our vaccine is designed to protect from common cold coronavirus and to protect from the viruses not here yet. Interesting, if it works. Obviously, there's new strains in Japan, South Africa. South Africa, by the way, is chiding the entire world for hoarding the vaccine today. Um, where is the other thing here? Hold on a second. I feel like there's uh, one other thing that we're missing in this, and they buried it here. Uh, there we go. Scientists are determining if the vaccine can be transmitted with patch technology, similar to the way that nicotine patches work for smokers. So the idea is they're we're working also on the potential to have the vaccine via patch. So you don't have to go in and get shots. You just put the patch on, you're, you're good to go. Now, that'll be interesting. That would be a, a game changer for a lot of, of uh, medicinal deliveries. And then I also ran into another story today that they're looking at this thing maybe this is on discord they're looking at this thing to put in your mask which will detect covid on your mask it'll change colors <laughs> so i think it was on our discord server so if uh one of you all found it so if you're walking around with your dirty mask on your mask has covid all over it, this thing will change colors and you realize oh that's right i haven't washed my mask in 13 months no wonder hmm only you'd listen to the uh, radio host whose name rhymes with Casey. 
But uh, that's an interesting piece of, of tech, too, that is apparently uh, in development or on the verge of being released, where you can actually put some kind of a, an indicator on your mask if COVID is around. And it would change colors and, and provide some kind of a visual confirmation that you are you know, in, in the midst of COVID, if you will. So some pretty interesting stuff being developed. And, and by the way, I think a lot of this is going to lead to serious uh, leaps with uh, the way that medicine kind of works. And, and who knows, maybe we'll even get to the hypo spray thing that we see in uh, Star Trek. Could be possible. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. All right, so again, we're, we're live on DLive. So if you're listening on 95.3 MNC, we appreciate it. If you're listening on the MNC app or any of the radio streaming apps or at 95.3 MNC.com, thank you so much. Uh, but if you are able, you can also watch the video. We're live right now at DLive.tv slash Casey the host, or you could be listening on one of your smart devices, or is your smart device listening to you? That's, let's be honest. Uh, one other thing that we have here is we've got an antibody cocktail that is 100% effective against symptomatic COVID-19 infections, according to uh, Regeneron. Uh, so Regeneron Pharmaceuticals on Tuesday today announced that a phase three trial still in progress of an antibody cocktail has shown a 100% prevention of symptomatic COVID-19 infections. A hundred percent, they say. Now, this is in stage three. So this thing's like pretty much done. Interim results also show approximately 50% lower overall rates of infection across all patients. Uh, For infections that did take place, peak virus levels were decreased and they had a short duration of viral shedding. None of the individuals who received the cocktail had high viral loads compared to 62% of the infected who were treated with a placebo. So, uh, again, you know, it, it, their study seems a little, mm, seems to have some holes in it. But my point is that the two big vaccines that we have available are performing very well. Uh, if you have allergies, Moderna is performing a lot better than Pfizer. Uh, but Pfizer has been used in mass in Israel, and they've had a 60% reduction in hospitals since the second dose is given in people over 60 years old. That's great. Uh, we've also got... A, a potential new vaccine, which may even work against the cold. That would be interesting. And they might even have the ability uh, to do this with a patch. So you'll be able to go get a patch instead of a shot for this stuff. So I don't know, interesting, interesting things. I mean, most of you know, if you listen to any length of time, I, I find science to be very intriguing. Um, but uh, the antibody cocktail one, eh, I don't know. It's It seems like their study has a little hole, a couple of holes in it, but you know, we'll see. So this is also posted on the Discord server. Uh, so we got a couple of things happening on the Discord server. First of all, if you're not a member, uh, you're less intelligent than the members are. And I don't say that to be a jerk. I say that because the information that is on the Discord server is so good. Uh, there's so much information there. Yes, we've got some fun places for you to hang out. Meme channel, 3D printing, guns, you know, that sort of thing. Um but there is a ton of really active people who post a lot of great info on there. So I encourage you to do that. We also have a Biden watch channel and this has a bunch of links and I'll continue to add to this throughout the Biden usurping in the white house his occupation of the white house. We'll continue to add articles that uh, log his presidency, if you will. And then we can refer back to them later on when we start forgetting some of this stuff, because it's already been, 
that's been a ton out there. Um, we were just talking about, and I posted on the 3D printing channel today. I, I got a message from a buddy of mine. I think it was yesterday. He's like, dude, you'd make a mint if you 3D printed Bernie Sanders in those mittens. You know, this is a meme that's going everywhere. And for the record, I don't think the meme is all that great, but um, it's taken off like wildfire and Bernie bros needed something Bernie to latch onto, and they have. So this Bernie Sanders meme of him bundled up with these mittens and, and the mask and everything at the inauguration... And I a lot of the Bernie people, basically what they're saying is, you know, we could have done this by email. Why am I here in the cold? That sort of thing. That's kind of their take on it, right? So somebody sent me a, a text message, I think it was yesterday after the show. And he's like, you make so much money if you 3D printed these things. And somebody actually came up. There's 2D models of it. They don't mean anything. Uh, but somebody actually modeled up a real 3D Bernie Mittens meme and... It's a really good model. It's actually, um, they're known in the, in the 3D printing community for being really good at creating uh, 3D models. And you can only print it with a resin printer right now, but they're working on one that can be printed on a normal 3D printer, which is the plastic. And it's kind of taken off like wildfire. Well, the mittens are one of the things that kind of sets it off, right? The mittens that he's wearing are, you know, these outlandishly and to many people adorable mittens, but... They would be the thing that you would be repulsed by your great-grandma giving you on a Christmas uh, Christmas present sort of a thing. Well, in the Discord server, in the Just the Tips section, the woman behind the Bernie Sanders iconic mittens has stopped making them because high taxes killed her business. <laughs> the Vermont school teacher who made Bernie Sanders' mittens featured in the most recent viral meme said that she had to stop making them after the federal government taxed her too much. People have been contacting me thinking that they can get mittens and actually they can't. I don't have any more. She did a post and she only had like a few of them left. And she's like, Hey, I've got a little stock left. Just looking to clear out. And the post went viral and she doesn't have any more. She's not planning to make any more. I don't have any more and I don't have much of a mitten business anymore because it really wasn't worth it. Uh, her name is Jen Ellis. She was speaking in Slate Magazine. And what's interesting is the uh, a lot of the, the pro, the, well, the liberal 3D printers that I know who made videos about this over the past couple of days, they quoted Jen Ellis in Slate Magazine on how this all got started. Not a single one of them, folks, not a single one of these liberals who is promoting this mentioned that high taxes killed her business off now why do you, why do you think they would leave a crucial aspect of the interview that they keep quoting promoting bernie sanders and this stuff why would you think they would leave that aspect out of there hmm anyway she says independent crafters get really taken for a ride by the federal government we get taxed uh, to the nth degree this is true and it wasn't really worth it to pursue it uh, as a business even as a side hustle so so there you go uh, ironically the woman who made Bernie Sanders' mittens had to stop because of high taxes. And, of course, Bernie Sanders loves himself some high taxes. He also doesn't like the cold. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So some of the things that you miss when you don't watch the live stream on dlive.tv slash Casey the host. I just told a story where my boss had to shoot down a prank that I was going to do on a coworker 
which is way too inappropriate for me to tell you on the air. But I had it all planned out, had everything ready to go to do it, and John had to say no. He put a kibosh on it. But he did say that it would have been funny. He goes, funny, but no, you, you can't you can't do that. But it is really funny. So, see, you miss stories like that when you don't actually go watch dlive.tv slash Casey the host. So why don't you do it? It's free. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything but your soul, and you can get more of those. So just go to dlive.tv slash Casey the host. All right, got a couple of stories from Microsoft here. And a couple of you from yesterday are already asking me about the Microsoft stories because uh, I was already teasing a Microsoft story that is pretty scary for today. This isn't the scary one. It's a little scary, but it's not the one that I'm talking about. I'll get to the other Microsoft story here in just a second. And it's a doozy. All right, so we'll get to that. So uh, DDoS for higher services, denial of service attacks, are abusing the Microsoft remote desktop protocol to increase the firepower of distributed denial of service attacks that paralyze websites and other online services, according to a security firm this week. Now, I realize this is going to go over a lot of people's heads, but a lot of people are working at home now, and Microsoft Remote Desktop Protocol has become a big part of that. All right, so if if, if you don't quite understand it, bear with me. I promise I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, and the next story is going to freak you out, so just stick with it. Uh, Typically abbreviated as RDP, Remote Desktop Protocol, is the underpinning for a Microsoft Windows feature that allows one device to log into another device over the internet. RDP is mostly used by businesses to save employees the cost and hassle of having physically present when accessing a computer. And again, a lot of people working from home using the service right now. As is typical with many authenticated systems, RDP responds to log in us with a much longer sequence of bits that establish a connection between the two parties. The so-called booter stressor services, which for a fee will bombard internet addresses with enough data to take them offline. Oh, see there. There's a whole, whole new enterprise that is now, it's not a new enterprise. Obviously, this is something that's always available for people to hire out and take down websites, but Um, This is really ramped up as of late, and Microsoft doesn't have an answer for it. I'm not going to get all the technical details of what's happening. I just wanted you to be aware of the the surface level of this. So these firms, air quote firms, uh, these groups are really elevating the amount of money that they're making in their activity by exploiting the the RDP protocol in Microsoft to attack websites and take them offline. And they're doing this because so many people, uh, in part, are having to use this protocol from home. And so it's, it's really provided a almost like a hunting ground for them. And it's become a real issue. And, you know, some of the cybersecurity firms out there are asking Microsoft to figure out a way to address it. Because right now it's just really not being addressed. Now, again, that's scary of itself. But beyond that, you know, okay, basic denial of service attack. <laughs> Um, so I'm laughing. You can probably hear, but I've got, you know, heavy toys being thrown down right on top of my head. I'm right underneath the girl's bedroom is what it is. Now, this is the other story that gets weird. Microsoft has been granted a patent. And I don't know how many people have seen this, okay? The patent that Microsoft was just granted allows Microsoft to reanimate dead people as 3D chatbots. 
Now, this is something that's straight out of the Black Mirror. It's certainly, it's, it's, I mean, literally. Oh, that's actually in the, the subheader. I didn't see that. Literally straight out of the Black Mirror episode. Uh, there is a whole Black Mirror episode. If you've never seen the Black Mirror, go to Netflix, go to the Black Mirror, save it. Think of it like a, a, uh, a modern day Twilight Zone, but it's all about like future tech and how it can lead to dystopia and everything else. So it's like the pitfalls of advancing technologically. It's really, really good. And unfortunately, they just go way too long in between seasons. But go check out The Black Mirror. It's, it's fantastic. But there's literally an episode about this very thing. And when the episode was done, my wife and I, um, we rarely have any like real conversations about this type of stuff. We actually look at each other and go, what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> never happens with us. And there was actually, um, you know, a pretty interesting discussion that I had with her about that. So Microsoft has been granted the patent for a technology that would reanimate the dead. I'll tell you how. Coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Got to tell you about allnaturalcbd.org. And again, one of the things that people run into is, all right, you can take CBD a few different ways. You can do a tincture or an oil that you consume. All right. So the tincture drops at allnaturalcbd.org. You just put it under your tongue. You leave them there for, you know, 30 seconds or so, and then you swallow it. And that's full spectrum CBD. I do that when I am in a lot of pain. Like I got full body pain. That's what I do. Um, also, if I need to calm down, the CBD vape is what I use. And people on the live stream, they see me do it occasionally. It's right here. Again, that's full spectrum CBD. They've got over 80 flavors. And I have a lot of people who have back pain who tell me that the vape is what works best for them. And then what I use primarily is the lotion. And that's what most of you tend to use. This is a topical solution that's not a cream. So it's not like you're walking around with Cool Whip all over your body. This is a real lotion. It soothes and moisturizes your skin. It's fully absorbed. Nobody knows it's there. You can have unscented, and unscented is actually unscented. Uh, I know that sometimes they're not. And then they have lavender, which is a natural lavender. And ladies really love the lavender. That's what most of my relatives use. And again, you know, you have some pain in your elbow. All right, rub some of that lotion on your elbow. You're not only soothing and moisturizing the skin on your elbow, but you're delivering full spectrum CBD to relieve the pain in the elbow. It's a phenomenal product. I've been talking about this for a long time, and a lot of my listeners are repeat customers for a reason. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Allnaturalcbd.org. Promo code KC10 to save 10%. I'd forgotten about this. I was talking about how Microsoft got a patent to reanimate dead people. And my audience on the live stream reminded me that didn't an anti-gun group do this recently? It was only in October that we talked about this. I had totally forgotten about it. Um, the family of one of the dead Parkland students reanimated him. They made a guess as to what they thought he would look like. They used real video and real audio in order to recreate this video game like avatar and have him tell all of you that guns are evil and guns are bad and that he's dead as a result of it and that's i'd forgotten all about that so yes this has been going on for some time now keep in mind we're not talking about holograms now that one was a, a computer 
a computer character. But Microsoft has been granted a patent for technology that would reanimate the dead by recreating them via social media posts, videos, and private messages that could even be downloaded into a 3D lifelike model of the deceased. Now, I already told you uh, the robot industry isn't just going with sex robots. We're going to be going into other territory as well. Uh, There's going to be people who will absolutely recreate loved ones and people they've never met in robot form. That is going to be a thing in the future. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's happening. And like I said, this is very much a real Black Mirror episode. Uh, But the Black Mirror is all based on real technology. That's why it's such an interesting series if you haven't seen it. The tech giant has raised the possibility of creating an AI-based chatbot that would be built upon the profile of a person, which includes their images, voice data, social media posts, electronic messages, among other types of personal information, according to IGN magazine. It understood that the chatbot would then be able to simulate human conversation through voice commands and or text chats. Now, for those of you who are like, oh, man, that's creepy. Guess what? Most of your dating uh, websites that are paid, they have these already. Uh, so it's it's actually become a bit of a meme to figure out if you can fool the robot that is sending you messages to keep you engaged with the the website. There were some websites that got, uh, they got convicted in a court or, or they lost a, a class action lawsuit a few years back. So basically what happens, you have a paid dating website. Other websites do it too. I'm just using the dating website as an example. Um, other, you go there and you do the free trial, which, you know, lets you poke around a little bit, but you can't send anybody any messages and you're like, eh, whatever. You know, it's all right. Eh, I don't want to pay for this. I'll just meet somebody at the bar or, you know, under the bridge, wherever I meet my people. And then what happens is, you know, you log off. And if you log off for a day or two, all of a sudden you get a message, right? And then, then you get an email. Hey, so-and-so wants to talk to you. Huh? So-and-so wants to talk to me? And then you log back on and you've got a whole like letter from somebody who's interested in you. And you're like, well, dope. You go to hit reply, but you can't reply. You have to pay. You have to become a member of the website. So then you become a member of the website and you reply and then they never write to you again. You know why? Because they were a robot. (laughs) And um, on other websites where even it's not necessarily paid, they they do this in real time where you can actually chat, but you're chatting with an algorithm. You're not chatting with a real person. And it's kind of creepy, but a lot of people take pride in being able to discover if it's a robot or not. So what Microsoft is doing, the technology is already here. Uh, it's some of it is in its infancy, but now Microsoft has a patent to be able to reanimate people. So you're going to have folks reanimating dead relatives and you're, you're just, you're going to see a lot of celebrity robots out there that are unauthorized and, um, you know, celebrities like me, um, well, okay. I should say some celebrities will not endorse that. I myself don't care if you keep a robot of me in the corner for when the husband is away. I'm all right with that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, not gentlemen, I guess. Well, I mean, why not? It's just a robot. It's not me. So I guess it goes either way. We have more coming up. 95.3 MNC.